it's not well known what the futures actually does. And in my case, how I started that was that I wanted to understand how society moves from one phase to another. That's always been interesting for me, but also how companies get to the one state to the next stage. And I was very much attracted to the natural sciences in the beginning. And I saw how these guys were modeling different stuff. And I thought that if they can model what's going on in the nature, why can't we model how the societies work, even if it's very difficult and complicated? So I studied for myself, I'm extremely curious person. So I look here and there and everywhere, the (laughs) necessary kind of a background skills that you need to have to take this a bit crazy profession, basically building ideas, how to reach the future, what type of the tools we have as human beings, as collectives, as companies, as nations, I've been working last 30, 35 years. Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Shahid Durrani. Today we have with us Marco Willenis. Is that correct? Willenis? That is very much correct. Thank you very much, Shahid. Okay, very yes. No, no problem. Yes. Marco, <laughs> no problem. Marco is a top international futurist, Knight of Finland, chair of UNESCO for planetary futures and former dean of the dubai future academy wow welcome to our show marco <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me oh I'm no really, no problem i'm really happy to be a part of your show oh thank you so much I'm grateful to have you as well can you tell us more about what this means exactly personally i'm not very much aware and i'm sure a lot of people in the audience as well So can you explain the future part? I have an idea, but getting in your own words, explain to us what this is, future. Yeah. 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 You're not alone. It's not well known what the future actually does. And in my case, how I started that was that I wanted to understand how society moves from one phase to another. That's always been interesting for me, but also how companies get to the one state to the next stage. And I was very much attracted to the natural sciences in the beginning. And I saw how these guys were modeling different stuff. And I thought that if they can model what's going on in the nature, why can't we model how the societies work, even if it's very difficult and, and complicated, but, and that's how I started. So I started, I'm for myself, I'm, I'm extremely curious person. So I look here and there and everywhere. And that's, that, that's one of the (laughs) necessary kind of background skills that you need to have to take this a bit crazy profession. But, but yeah, basically building ideas, how to reach the future, what type of the tools we have as human beings, as collectives, as companies, as nations, that's been basically what I've been working last 30, 35 years. Beautiful. So basically, would this also involve communities where people will be living in the future? Absolutely, because there is a, there's a bit of a story here behind, mm-hmm. and that goes back to the Second World War and its aftermath. There were a lot of villages, a lot of towns all around the Europe 
that were completely destroyed by the war. And uh, there came a one guy, his name is Jörg Roberts. Jörg came and looked at this de devastation and thought, what can we do? People are really downtrodden with all of that. They need to be cheered up and see that there is a future, even after these devastating events. And so he started to develop this kind of a methodology, kind of a workshop methodology that he could go to the village and say, hey, come on, guys, let's cheer up now and look what you can do with what you have. Let's first look what you actually have, and then let's look at your visions, your ideas. How would you want to go about it? And make that on the kind of a, in a free way, not thinking about the constraints. We don't have a money. We don't have a this, so we don't have, just think about what is your mm. vision really? And then start to build the steps towards that vision. And that's, yeah. that's how it started. The other way how it started was <laughs> also after the Second World War, they were in those days, Soviet Union and the and United States, those are two opposite poles. And the first time there was these weapons of mass destruction. So some of the guys in, in, in a Pentagon research center, which is called the RAND, which is in California, started to, started to think about what type of the scenarios we can actually build if somebody's crazy enough to start this nuclear war. And just to show how completely insane it would ever to pull that trigger. And, and that's where they started to formalize the different kind of a methods, how you actually build different future scenarios. Scenario word itself comes from Hollywood, and that stands for manuscript <clears throat> for any type of a movie. Mm. So they are actually scenarios are manuscripts for the future. So that's how, that's the kind of origins of the future thinking in more commercial way, but also more academic way. And that's how I, then I came to the picture much later and started to build on that Very uh, good. The tradition. Yeah. The one part that you mentioned about what is your vision? Don't worry about the how, don't worry about all the, the restrictions and what could come in the way. It's very similar to how we work when we work with students, when we mentor people, we say, go after a big, beautiful goal. But just don't worry about the how right now, the how will come. So that's yeah, very cool exactly. that you mentioned that. that. That is exactly because people often start to worry too soon for that. Of course, at yeah. some point you need to <laughs> of course, grab that question yeah. as well. But that's not, should never be the beginning. Never. First, no. just to imagine yourself, what yeah. do you really want? What is your yeah. what imagination? Is your Imagination is the key. Everything that we enjoy right now that was man-made or, or woman-made is from the imagination first, right? Yeah, yeah. and imagination and creativity Beautiful. at the end of the day, that's what we have yes. humans have. Yes. That's what differentiates us from yeah. animals yes. and other stuff. Very good. You know, that's, that's what we really yeah. have. And we need to keep that in mind. Sometimes we narrow ourselves to yeah. be like a, Limit ourselves. like a robots and yeah. Limit ourselves yeah. and repeating mm. also the old mistakes and yeah. don't bother to look at the new ways of doing yeah. things. And yeah. yeah, it's not good actually when we actually look at other people, what they're doing and try to mimic it because we do have phenomenal gifts. Every single human being is to use that power of imagination to come up with new exciting ideas. And Dubai is probably a very futuristic based type of a country that is focused on what's oh. new, what's creating, what should we create uh, yeah. that stands out in the world. And it's incredible that you were part of that. So can you share your experience mm -hmm. in Dubai? Because they're doing some phenomenal things. And also Saudi Arabia is catching up too, right? Oh, yeah, very mm -hmm. much. Yeah. yeah, so that was a, 
exciting couple of years. I was in Dubai, particularly in 2020, 21, really helping them to build a kind of a very unique program for the government, but also for the businesses that how would we look at the future at this point of time? There's maybe an end of the oil era or there is an end of the old era at some point. And a lot of other things that are coming on the picture and future cannot be the same as it is now. So it's going to be something very driven, how to imagine that. But Dubai mm. is a very special place because mm. you cannot think of any other place that was 40 years ago. It was basically a village in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's this kind of a global metropolis and then a central hub for commerce, for transportation, for, and for tourism and mm. all that. So the works that they have done is something hard to hard to match really and uh, and one of the things that i learned from there uh, because it was really a learning a trip for me was that that they really show how impossible becomes possible mm. that they time and again they were able very concretely to show people were laughing at them when mm-hmm. they said that they, are we gonna want we want to come become a tourist but what yeah there's nothing but yeah. sand and yeah. hot and who wants to come here mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so many other instances where they all exceeded all the possible expectation. And the secret for that was that, that they were serious about those mm-hmm. things. They were really yeah. serious about building something that has never been seen. They believed mm-hmm. that it's the belief. It, it is really powerful. is belief that can move the mountain. Yeah. And they, if anybody can show, that's actually how the reality works. Yeah. It is. And so that's a great sort of a show of actually how reality works. Also in that way, because we don't usually see these type of things happen. Mm. You see a a little incremental growth or degeneration, a little bit this and that more. And, but these kind of a dramatic exponential shifts, Mm. we we don't see that often happen in such a short time time scale. So that that's really incredible. No, it is incredible. And really Marco. If you look at Thomas Edison and some other big names, people are laughing at them, laughing at him. What are you doing? This is, makes no mm. sense. In the same way with Dubai, if people are laughing at them, but they utilize that power that every single human being has. And that's what we say on the show here is that you are super. And I mean it because I feel that every single human being has incredible potential that has been limited by their environment that they're not bringing out. And I was in that circle before and I knew that ceiling and I knew that box I was in. I had no idea there's a Mm. box can get so much Mm. more bigger, but it all Mm -hmm. starts with these tools that we're given. Mm -hmm. One of them is imagination. That's where the creativity comes in. I am very much impressed with what Dubai did as well. Yeah. And I I really think if it, Think ourselves as human beings, whether we are entrepreneurs or whatever career we, we take in or mission. Mm. I think the point is that we need to use our potential as human yes. beings and we need to find out what that potential is. Yeah. And that's not something necessarily we learn from the school because from the school we learned stuff mm. that has been produced elsewhere and we yeah. need to learn that. So that's a different type of the learning. But Learning to what is your yeah. true inner potential and how to yeah, use that. that that's the real, that's real. Yeah, yeah. that's different. And that's the fundamental. That's the yes. fundamental, should be fundamental commitment to ourselves yeah. that we need yeah. to do. We need to find what is, where is our potential. 
Yeah, it's, that's it's, it. It's genuinely, <laughs> yeah. Like even it. our intuition, for example, that we've been gifted. Just look at all the advan advancements that we did by downloading some of this information by some of these great thought leaders that put forth yeah. a lot of technologies that we use today just with a calm mind when they weren't thinking about their conditioning and reactive thinking. They were just calming things down and just waiting for something. And they would get this information. The technologies that we have today are amazing. So my next question to you is, what are some insights that you could share about some future technologies that we haven't heard of yet and how would they impact us? Yeah, of course. That's a very exciting question. <laughs> if you I have that information. Some thoughts on that. Yeah. <laughs> I warn you, nobody knows the future. No, <laughs> Not no. Me. But who knows? Somebody's no, working on something. But, Maybe you're aware of it. Yeah. That's what we have is are the human intentions. Yeah. And, and of course, when it comes to the Technology, I think the big promise in technology in general, before I go more into more specific, is that it allows us to be much more resourceful. And for a society, it means that we need to be much more resource efficient. The problems that we have today, climate change, in environmental degradation, all that, has much to do with that we are not using very intelligently the resources mm. that we have, material and financial, whatever resources. But then on the top of that comes back to what we talked about earlier, the, the human resources and what can we do to enhance ourselves as human beings. And I think that very much come, comes down to those type of the technologies that can enable us to focus where we are best at. Because we need to be building sort of our strength. At any given moment, we need to be building our strength. And if there are technologies that are enabling us to, to do that and to focus on that and to enhance the kind of productivity from that perspective, then we can see easily that. Or not only we get more things going, also we as human beings are becoming actually much wiser. And those technologies where we can actually understand more in ways of the systems than just the kind of individual pieces of information. And you, re and, you, and you referred earlier to intuition. Intuition is great because it actually, what it does to us, it's a connects different pieces of yeah. information together. Or pointers. So it's good at giving pointers, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the question is that do we, can we enhance that somehow? And I don't mean <laughs> taking drugs or anything. I'm not that kind of a guy. Yeah. But uh, that we get the type of the information that really enable us to get to the heart, to the core of the things, to really understand how the world works. And now that we have the sources of information coming from out, coming from different sources outside, we first, of course, we need to be critical about it. But at the same time, we need to have a new ways how we actually build on what we already know. And things like a chat GBT is showing the first signs mm. of that. It's not still yeah. very clever, but it's okay. It does an incredible thing. Yeah. I'm all, already fearing what my students are doing <laughs> there when they're doing the exam. Yeah. Kind of yeah. the, but, but shows aside, I think, I think when we get to the next levels of technologies that can really help us to deep dive the information that we already have, that would fast track us into much more intelligent decisions about what should we do next mm -hmm. and how should we do this and that. So to use the existing 
data in a much more intelligent way. That's where the big thrust of technology comes. The other, obviously, is what I was referring earlier about the resource efficiency. So what, particularly when it comes to the energy use, we are in this terrible trouble because we are so stupid to use these very old sources of mm. energy that we all know that are destroying the planet. So what to do about it? Let's use the existing technologies that we already have, improve them and put them in place of these old energy technologies to mm. save ourselves and our mm. children's future and grandchildren and so forth. And that we can do, but we are too slow there. Mm. It's the slowness that is really not helping here when we need to be moving fast forward into the future. So all these technologies mm. can do that, but we need to be using them much more efficiently. Mm. I sometimes think that if Nikola Tesla was able to live a little bit longer, I think he would have changed some big things. Oh boy, Nikolai was a very interesting guy. He already knew how to use this yeah. cosmic energy uh, to, to zero generate point, his... <laughs> zero point energy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Sometimes when you bring those new technologies and there are not people that are, can, whose awareness yeah. is sufficient. Sufficient. The awareness to has to be sufficient enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. And often we have the situation where we have the information, we have the data. But mm. we don't have awareness. Yeah. And if we don't have awareness, so whatever true. data you have around you, you cannot use that. And that's the problem that we often have. Yeah. If you look at 100 years ago, the human awareness was at a different level. And now if you look at our awareness, uh, because of our experiences, it has increased to a much higher level. But if we start utilizing that higher level of awareness, even if we don't go based on the experiences and we start playing around in that area of higher awareness, you start figuring things out. Things start making more sense. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you're absolutely on track there. And I think what's ultimately preventing us from moving to the next phase, so to say, is that we're still too much self-centered mm. as human beings. Yes. And because... You can experiment with this. The moment you're doing something good for the others and not for yourself, mm -hmm. the moment you start yeah. to feel better, yeah. that's always the case. Yes. And this is how we have been built. But again, because of the education and because of the kind of, a, I would say, a bit cultural tendencies that we still currently have this very materialistic world, we tend to think ourselves of mm. our self-interest and we see guys that put in who are just thinking about themselves and I don't care about the yeah. rest. Yeah. If, if I have, stay in power, that's good enough. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the problem mm -hmm. in our world. The, and that requires awareness. Yes. And when we get to that level of awareness that yeah. when we're doing something good for the others, that yeah. is what we need to be doing. And that is also benefiting ourselves at the end of the day. Yeah. But that's a very different culture that we need mm. to be, be able to be doing. And I'm not saying that it, it's not existing. It does yeah, exist, but yeah. it's still a minority mm. in, in the margin. A lot of people say when they ask me individual, probably most of the people say that, yes, I want to do something good. Yeah. But then there are these tracks that yeah. lead us astray, so to say. Yeah. And that's I, th I think, Marco, that 
COVID because of what we experienced with COVID, I believe more and more people are paying attention to their cautiousness, their awareness. There's more and more people that are working on increasing their level of awareness, which is great news. There is a transition happening, a global focus on this right now. For me, I was always taking action based on me. I was like mm. thinking me, I'm my results, my thing, my, what am I doing? What am I building? But I felt cautiously that I care for everybody. I was cautiously feeling that, thinking that I care for everyone, but my actions weren't representing that thought pattern. So you, because mm. my subconscious wasn't programmed to do that, right? So when I worked on myself yeah. and paid attention instead of out here, I just paid attention inside, started working on that. That was the biggest clarity I received. Just spread love and do more for others subconsciously, mm. habitually, have it in you. And when you do that, all the goodness just comes to you anyways. This is the primary focus of the show is just we're just adding value continuously. And even when I meet with prospects, not the focus of making a sale or something. It's just focus to see if we can help. It's just a giving uh, mentality. The giving mentality brings so much back to people, I feel. Yeah, yeah, Shahid, I think you're absolutely right. And particularly, I see a lot of hope when I look at the younger generation, yeah. the, you know, the age of my, my, my own kids and so forth. I really see that there is yeah. so much more awareness of these things, first of all, and understanding yes. that this mm -hmm. is really much more important rather than just focus how much I can grab in this and that stuff. But really, how can I contribute? And and, and there is definitely, as you said, there is definitely uh, awareness, which is rising and that's exciting, but we really need that too. We don't yeah. have too much time. So, no. so yeah. that, that, that really needs to happen. But, and some of our older generations are understanding that as well to some yeah. extent. So yeah, Good. so I, was, Good I, move. I, 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 I always say that I'm not a hopeless, uh, even if I talk about rough things that, that are happening in the world. I Optimistic. I of hope. Yeah. I am optimistic. Yeah, definitely. that's good. So the, based on your research, right, for the, the future of cities, what are your thoughts about building a more uh, human-focused, like a healthy, interconnected, the oneness, the type, the futuristic cities? What could be, what could people or developers should be thinking about to bring that focus more into the future? Great question. Thank and you. I've seen this, I've seen this trans transformation in a way happening and it, and basically you can say this way there has been now particularly last 70 80 years of urban development which has basically been based on commercial and economic interests mm -hmm. everything that we see in terms of the infrastructure and the way the cities have been built i don't say exclusively but i said primarily has been built on those interests. Mm. And now we finally come to realize that a lot of those urban environments that we have built are not very, giving you much of the good kicks and not, <laughs> you're not have, feeling very happy of walking there or experiencing that. Uh -huh. Maybe if you are inside your car, it's okay, yeah. your stereos and blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. But city as an experience has been left aside and now mm. it's coming back in a big good. way. Good. And, and the second idea is that that has to happen because more and more people, as we all know, are living in the city and mm -hmm. not all of them are able to hop into the, some green pastures and, and forest and 
Here you can do it in Helsinki very easy. I'm 20 minutes and I'm mm. in a jungle, basically. Finnish jungle. <laughs> but, but, but this idea that you, that you need to bring the green and the human scale into mm. the city, that is coming very forceful. And yeah. that transformation, you see Good. everywhere from New York to Los Angeles, Good. to Helsinki, to Sydney, yeah. to Bangalore, uh, Buenos Aires. So yeah. everywhere you see that Good. same thing happening, Good. slowly and different pace, but definitely Good. the same thing is happening. Very you finally understand that cities are not made for commercial purpose, they're made for people primarily, and we need to keep that human-centric, and that's what we need to be keeping our mind. Good. What is the aesthetic? What is the functionality? How easy you can move there, not only with a car, the public transport, and the light vehicles and pedestrians and all that. And that is the whole new movement. And Mm. what what is your experience around you when you look at around? Is that pleasing or is that something terrible? And because also, if it's not pleasing, then it often creates fears, and that is that has also its own implications. So we just need to be more conscious. We were talking about awareness. We need to be more aware of for whom we are actually building those cities. Very good. And work from there. That's excellent, Marco. It's been a pleasure talking to you today and getting to know you and getting to know what you're doing in the world. And I hope you have a long life and you keep creating these innovations and coming up with new ideas for people to implement. And the work that you do is going to be evergreen, right? It's going to be around for a very long time. Appreciate your work. Appreciate your time. Also, thank you so much for agreeing to help us promote your episode on your network because really it helps us both make a bigger impact when we join forces help, right? So appreciate appreciate that. Thank you so much, Marku. And thank you, no, Shahid. I really appreciate being here and no and been talking to you. And and I love your episodes. I think it's you are doing really important work. Keep on doing oh, your very you. good work. Thank you so much, Marco. I appreciate that so much. And welcome to our audience as well. I appreciate you. And audience, thank you so much once again for joining us for another episode. Marco's information will be in the show notes. Take a look at what he's doing. His LinkedIn is filled with information as well. Get in touch with him if you need to. This level of awareness that we need to increase, it has to start from individual. It has to start in the mirror. And then once we fill our own glass, we're able to help others. Definitely put some effort into this as well. Thank you for helping us grow. Without you, we could not do it. So appreciate you guys very much. And Marco, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Fred.